Welcome to the Spectator PM podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Gulick, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ellie Gardy. So today we're going to be talking about the Biden election campaign and specifically Kamala Harris's newfound role in that campaign. Uh, according to a recent CNN article, um, she seems to be making a change in her tactics. She's actually going, she's trying to play a role in the back scene or behind the scenes in building up the campaign um, and building favor among Democrats. Um, she's horribly unpopular among the electorate. So this seems like the best political strategy going forward. So Ellie, can you tell us a little bit about what Kamala is doing and how she's trying to do, you know, obtain all of this? Yes, so it's now three years into the Biden administration, and she is now making her first attempt to come of age politically and have some sort of influential role in the Biden campaign and the Biden administration. Whether or not that will be successful remains unclear, but according to the CNN article, she's hosting these listening sessions with various Democratic politicians to try to break out of the bubble of the Biden campaign and learn what different Democratic governors and congressmen are thinking that the campaign should do. And so more than two dozen sources have told CNN about these little gathering sessions and listening sessions. And they have mostly had positive responses to these listening sessions. Uh, CNN reported that some people were a little... Uh, Frankie about being called to Washington, D.C. to go to this Kamala listening session, but they said that it was an okay meeting and that they appreciated that they were being listened, listened to. Right. And they were called to that meeting, I think, over the weekend, which sounds like the worst weekend, like, hijack ever. Like, here, come to Washington, D.C. so you can listen or you can be listened to by the vice president on your weekend instead of hanging out with your family, because um, that's going to be fun. <laughs> so, and I think there was an, it was an interesting point somebody made like, okay, so the listening session was great. It remains to be seen that whether or not the Biden administration is going to actually do anything with that, um, especially as they're recampaigning. And what they don't seem to be listening to is the Democrats who are saying, you know, like maybe Biden should like take a back seat and we don't really want Kamala Harris as a VP because she's very unpopular. And this just seems like, you know, the worst way to run a campaign in the history of the Democrat Party. And, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're they're selectively listening, but at least yeah. she's involved, maybe. But these listening sessions are possible evidence that she is seeking to position herself in the event that Biden steps aside and acknowledges that he's not mentally fit to be president or just says that it's his time to retire. And so, She's trying to escape from the reputation she has, which is that she's had a really bad vice presidency and that her office has been in shambles. So she's trying to do some reach out to these other politicians and to try to make herself look a little better. And in the CNN article, you can see that this is pretty much an effort to make her look better and to try to improve her reputation. So like the article going on about, oh, how wonderful these listening sessions were. And then the and then the article also claims that her office is, quote, largely stabilized now after uh, what it calls early years of intense dysfunction. 
Right. And this is, I mean, we're, we're definitely not in early years anymore, right? Like this is the end of Biden's first term and therefore the end of her first term. And the fact that it's taken her this long, you know, to even make these kinds of like political maneuvers is, I mean, beyond her being like somewhat of an, an obnoxious speaker and like she has, you know, a horrible laugh and like doesn't do well in approval ratings. Like she is just not a very good politician. Like you would think that somebody like this would have tried to make these connections a whole lot earlier. I mean, like Biden's mental decline has been apparent to Americans for a really long time at this point. I mean, like the special counsel report is damning for sure, but it pretty much just affirmed everything we already knew. So like Kamala Harris knew enough going into this to know like, you know, I need to be angling my way to, to, you know, to take over the campaign. And it's taken her until February of a, of an election year to actually like get around to doing that, which is like, yeah, it's just a really bad political move. That's yeah, and what's confusing to me is that the Biden administration hasn't helped her more Mm-hmm. knowing how bad Biden's mental decline is, you would think that they would try their best, no matter how poorly she was doing, to give her an important role and improve her uh, approval ratings, knowing that there's a pretty big chance that she could be the one to take over in the event that Biden gets sick or declines even more. Uh, and so, but that hasn't been their response at all. They've been really antagonistic toward her office. And there's really been uh, Kamala versus Biden. And the fact that she has this low of an image, given those circumstances, really shows just how poorly she's been doing and just how poorly she's been handling her relations with Biden staffers, that she's still seen this poorly and that she has very little role in the administration. Right. And something else the article talked about was like, it was trying to defend her against claims from Democrats and Republicans that she's trying to undermine, you know, the Biden campaign by running her own political thing off to the side. And by and it did so by pointing out that, like, you know, Biden's campaign staffers, at least one staffer has always been in one of these meetings, which is really interesting when you think about it, because. Biden's staffers are the people who, you know, made the ultimate decision, you know, over the Super Bowl to decide, like, Biden isn't going to get any airtime on the Super Bowl. It's like, okay, so do Biden's campaign staffers even want him to win? Because that seemed like a losing decision. Um, And it says a lot about his campaign staffers and about Biden that, you know, they don't even think he could handle that interview. Um, so what the article doesn't like talk about is like, okay, so maybe Biden's campaign staffers actually, I don't know, in the long run, like maybe they're not pro Kamala, but they're they're probably also not really super pro Biden. <laughs> At least if they've yeah, been looking if they, knew, if they knew that it would be a benefit for him to go out and do more interviews and not do as little interviews as he does and as little press conferences as he does, they would put him out there. But they know that the more that Americans see of Biden the less they like him. And so they act on that strategy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what will be interesting to see is like whether or not Kamala can make it so that the more Americans see of her, the more they like her. It seems unlikely. I think right now she's like, when I was looking at the numbers this morning, it looked like she had a 36% approval rating, which is abysmally low. So yeah, which is saying something. I mean, like 
she's doing worse than a dementia patient in the White House. Like, that's really bad. <laughs> so. Yeah, and there has been some Democrats who have been going around over the past few weeks trying to say, oh, no, I think she's doing better speeches. She gave a speech in Europe that was well-received by Democrats, or at least they tried to spin it as having been a good speech. And so maybe this is a moment for Kamala where Democrats are giving her a slight chance to see if maybe she could be the one to replace Biden at the convention. But they're also a little concerned, but they're giving her a slight chance that they haven't given her before just because they're so nervous that they have so little options with the way that Biden is right now. Right, right. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see where things go. I mean, the Democrat convention is going to be a major, you know, political event this year. So, well, thank you for listening to the Spectator PM podcast. Um, we really appreciate you guys as listeners. Make sure that you hit the like button and subscribe. Um, you can listen to the podcast anywhere where you find your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, and then head over to spectator.org to catch more of the excellent commentary we have up on the site.